This is exactly right. Where we talk to our really popular friends about their own hometowns and stuff that got them into true crime or out of true crime or near true crime. That's right. It's very exciting this week because we have such a famous friend on the Zoom. We do. A highly famous friend. She's killing it. That's right. You guys, it's Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. We're Thank so you guys. To have you. I've been listening for a long time, so this is pretty sweet Thanks. for me. Now, Phoebe, is that the kind of thing a lot of musicians do on the road is they turn to podcasts in their times of travel and isolation? <laughs> Would you say? <laughs> yeah, cuz there are days on tour where you couldn't pay me to hear more music, <laughs> you know? So yeah. <laughs> so you just walk I it's weird cuz I I have I feel like I have associations with this show in specific cities that the murders aren't based in. Like I I remember exactly where I was when you talked about like the, was it the Led Zeppelin concert? Oh yeah. The Who. It was The Who. Oh, right. Oh, it was The Who. Yeah. I was walking in Rhode Island. So I like, I just have like very (laughs) like weird pictures of things along with episodes, which is strange. That's very cool. It's so weird to be in a musician's head since like we have songs that we associate with certain places and like to have a podcast, a sometimes correct, sometimes not correct podcast in your head. I'm honored (laughs) to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's great. What else do you do when you're on the road? Like how do you kind of fill, fill that time aside from podcasts or anything you want to share with us? Well, COVID was weird. Like I just got off tour. Yeah. And you're in such a bubble. I mean, like, obviously it's great to be safe, but if the health of the entire tour rests on every individual, like we weren't allowed to go to restaurants. Um, Yeah. We're all like so respectful of each other and, you know, curbside coffee pickup is the closest to a adventure you can do, but. (laughs) Wow. That's a huge change, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause, cause I feel like mostly you pick an errand and you make it take all day on tour because <laughs> you just need like an excuse for some alone time or something. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lots of lots of just like aimless wandering and uh, we all got a lot closer and stuff. Our, uh, Mark, who is my guitar tech, handmade, like 3D printed a board game. <laughs> Whoa. What? Because he's a fucking nerd and everybody <laughs> played it like in hotel rooms. Uh, oh, I love that. It kind of is like D&D, I feel like, is what it, like it's it's kind of like role play game. So he just made up an entire role play game on his own as yeah. while they're doing his hard job. He yes. was like, let me go quickly over. Wow. Very, very rock and roll. That's <laughs> very rock and roll. Are the audiences, do you feel how much more excited they are to be at a public venue watching music comparatively? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, there's, it's just, it's also like, I don't think I was expecting as young a demographic because 
I feel like I've opened for a lot of people and I'd been on my own tour, but they were all kind of like people my age. Yeah. I feel like was my thing. And then mm-hmm. I think I like I saw so many kids where it's like their first concert or like the last <laughs> concert they went to is with their parents. Wow. Aww. And people like dress up all crazy. It was so <laughs> it was so different from from what I expected. Like I feel like when I was a kid, it like wasn't cool to dance. It wasn't cool to like try hard. Like you yeah. tried to, it was like indie grime, I feel like was so popular when I was a teenager. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like, you're allowed to come to a concert with like crazy glitter all over your face <laughs> and with your five friends. And it's just so, Aww. it was so cool. Like enthusiasm is cool again somehow. Exactly. Like, like earnesty is cool again. Yeah. Which is awesome. Oh. Ernesty, that's your next album. Yeah, <laughs> yes. how about Ernesty goes to camp? <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Should we drop the bomb that Phoebe, you and I dressed up as the same thing for Halloween? We literally did. Yeah. I was uh, I was Megan Fox and my boyfriend was Machine Gun Kelly for yes. Halloween. Yes. I got to see the picture. <laughs> yeah, you did. Did you do a wig or? <laughs> I did. I went to Party City like two days before the party and bought a wig that was one of the last, basically like long, sexy hair is what it said on the front. And <laughs> yeah. the girl, when I got up to the counter, the girl was like, um, she held it up and very slowly said, you can't return this after today. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, I don't, what are you doing? And then I took it home and took it out of the bag and someone had absolutely worn it before. <gasps> it smelled like someone else. Ew. It was a little bit like, Ew. I had to brush it out. It had been used. And they also, they trimmed the bangs a little bit. Ew. So <laughs> I just kind of like, I just kind of looked at it and I was like, shit. Oh, well, okay. Oh my God. And bangs are historically inaccurate too yes, for exactly. Megan Fox. I had, to co- I had to cover them. I had to fold the longer hair over the bangs. Otherwise, no one would know who you were. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, we don't get it. We don't get, which no one did. No one had any idea what I was doing because I wore the long wig and then I wore fox ears. So I was like really giving them right. the hint. And then I brought my dog, Frank, and he was supposed to be Machine Gun Kelly. But, you know, because he, <sighs> he had a studded um, collar on. That's so rad. No one got it. I, yeah, I feel like I became, I don't know how you felt, but I became a completely different person. Yeah. Like I was my own alter ego. Mm, right. Like I made out with my friend Lucy. Uh, <laughs> like, we're like not even very physically affectionate with each other in real life. And we've known each other for so long. And we just were like, why have we never made out? Like, I love so, it. So stupid. Oh my God, Fred. I miss days of, like, I feel like that's such a 20s thing is like make out with your friend, at a, your best friend at a party. Like, that's just like, that made me miss parties. That's how you party. No, I need right every, there. like everybody who saw me that night, need, like I need to <laughs> hand out some NDAs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and like nip slip constant. Yes. <laughs> you looked really different though. The wig was like a life changer. It really was a, a complete yeah. image changer for you. No, nobody knew who I was. Yeah. Like I went to my friend's Halloween party and I could tell that she was like, hi, how's it going? Like, I'm supposed <laughs> like, to know who this person is. And I was like, like it's literally Phoebe. didn't know you were Phoebe. Yeah. Well, they did not know you were Megan yeah. Fox. They, like, they knew I was Megan Fox. They did not know I was myself. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> You got to take advantage. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. It was awesome. I love that. <laughs> Dream Halloween. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. I love it. 
If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in-network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God. Yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware. Made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made in. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. 
What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. All right. Should we do this? Yeah. I can't wait to hear as like someone who actually listens. It's really exciting (laughs) to like hear your take on this. Yeah. Well, I did not heed any advice because I, I feel like you guys talk a lot about how like, oh, it's supposed to be fun. And this is this is like the opposite of fun. What I no. picked. Great. Um, we don't need fun. No, not yeah. at all. It's so fucking dark. It's so dark. <laughs> and and it's like the you know I feel like it's the general definition of a hometown. It's not my hometown. Great. Um, but I was playing with City and Color. I was opening acoustic with my friend Marshall, who plays drums for me. And and if you don't know, City and Color are like a folk band. Like they're fun and like so sweet. And it was the last night of this tour that I'd had a great time. And I walk into this club in Albuquerque called the Sunshine Theater. And yeah, it's like supposed to be fun. It's like your last night. And it just like, it was totally off. Mm -hmm. It just felt like, like later in the night, for example, like someone broke a bottle over somebody's head. Whoa. Um, and again, it's like fucking, it's like if you did that at a fucking like me concert, it's just so, <laughs> it's so off. Yes, like City yeah. and Color are folky. Like it makes no fucking sense. Like get your yeah. shit together. Um, and But it was just weird. Like people were too drunk mm-hmm. and it was creepy. And then like, like when we got in the backstage, I was like, why does this feel so fucking weird? And I then was like immediately embarrassed because I saw that someone who worked at the venue was right behind me. And like, you know, you don't, nobody wants to know that their venue feels weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was like, why does this feel so weird? And this woman goes, well, obviously it feels weird. Like, are you talking about what happened? Oh no. And I was like, uh, I was like, what do you mean? And then she told me the story. Oh my God. And I haven't stopped thinking about it. Uh, oh my since. God, I'm nervous. So Marissa Matthews Weifler was a 16-year-old girl from Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, she had dreams of becoming a fashion designer. She made all her own clothes at school. Like she wore her own clothes that she made, which is just like, we all knew that girl. She was so cool. Yeah. Like you're, everybody's jealous. She made her own prom dress. Mm. And she was part of the Gay Straight Alliance. Like, just Mm. awesome. Everybody said she was, like, the sweetest girl ever. And she was a huge, huge, huge Atmosphere fan. Um, Which is so sweet. Like, Mm -hmm. so fun. And uh, so on Wednesday, July 16th, 2003, Marissa and her friends went to see Atmosphere at the Sunshine Theater in Albuquerque, which is where I played. Um, And she was dancing barefoot, like, having a blast uh, with a bunch of other people doing that, but she cut her foot on a piece of broken glass, which is also strange because I just said someone broke a bunch of glass at the show. Yeah. yeah. So she cut her foot open and she's like, you guys, I got to go fix this, but they're all having a blast and dancing. So she goes off to, you know, figure it out by herself. And then nobody sees her again for the rest of the night. 
Mm. And they're, they're not with an adult. I don't think she was even supposed to go to the show and they drove pretty far. So they wait for her for like an hour, no cell phones. Mm-hmm. So they have to go home and just immediately they tell their parents, but that's, it's been kind of a long time. And they put up flyers and they report her missing and everybody's freaking out. And like everybody assumes for the next couple of days that she must have been abducted from the theater. But three days after she vanished, the police received an anonymous tip that led them to search the venue instead. And there they found the body of a young girl who was completely nude except for a tank top, which was wrapped around her neck. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was confirmed to be Marissa. And the cause of death was strangulation. Oh my God. Oh my God. It, how fucked up is this? Yeah. The tip also led police to look into 22-year-old Dominic Akers, a six-foot-tall, 380-pound man who worked as a janitor at the venue. And when police question him, he immediately confesses. Oh, God. Holy shit. And the tip came from his dad. No man. Ugh, yeah. It's so, it's so bad. So Dominic tells police that he told Marissa he was a security guard and offered to help her with her foot injury and offered to introduce her to Slug, the atmosphere member she had a crush on. Mm. Which is the worst part of it. Evil. He led her upstairs to the projection room in the back of the theater. He raped and strangled her. He left her body in the projection room and then the next day moved it to a storage area and covered the entrance with a vending machine. And that's where she was found. Wow. But this is where it gets just like... Ugh, it's just, yeah, it keeps me up at night because one year before the concert, Dominic pled guilty to raping and molesting his four-year-old relative, which should oh, have sent him to prison for 33 years. Mm-hmm. But in July 2002, District Judge Ross Sanchez agreed to suspend his sentence and instead gave him five years probation. What? What? From 30 years to five years probation? Yeah. For child rape. For child rape. Yeah, for child rape. Meanwhile, like people obviously are in prison for like weed. Yes. Right. It's just so, it's so bullshit. And then the venue when they hired him didn't take the like, you know, cost like a couple bucks to do a background check and it would have taken like five minutes Uh, to do and they didn't do a background check. So Marissa's parents end up suing the Sunshine Theater for negligence because a bunch of people saw her clearly intoxicated, dancing around, needing help, and nobody did anything. Nobody said anything. So Dominic pled guilty to first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison, plus 37 years for Marissa's murder, as well as 33 years for violating probation when he killed her. He is currently serving his sentence in New Mexico. He was quoted saying he had to kill her because he didn't want to go back to jail. When were you there? Yeah, I was going to say, compared to this crime, when were you feeling the vibe? I played, what? Marsh, what year was that? That must have been 2015 or 16. Wow. Wait, wait, this is Googleable. Do you ever like, <laughs> do you ever wonder out loud? <laughs> Easily find out about facts. So like over 10 years later and you walk in this venue and you're like, something is fucking off here. And you just immediately had bad vibes from it that much later. I could I could say that it's because it was like haunted or creepy or something. But really, I just meant like too many drunk people too early. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I wasn't saying yeah. like, oh my God, this venue's so fucking haunted. It was like, mm, these vibes are weird. And then the woman like kind of yeah. jumps the gun and is like, 
well, you know what happened. Yeah. What year was it? Okay, 2016. So so over 10 years later. Wow. But it is almost still this like this like this vibe of negative like people are drinking too much more than they should. They're fighting at a at a music venue, you know, instead of it's like not a fucking honky tonk. And I feel like you still picked up on these like something is off in for everybody here. Yeah, at a fucking folk concert. Folk it's like concert, grow yeah. up. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. So Immediately following Marissa's murder, Marissa's friends and family began pressuring local politicians to pass new laws that would have prevented her murder. Two bills were put into place in New Mexico, Marissa's Sunshine Law, which required that sex offenders on probation must notify their employers, which is mm-hmm. it's crazy that that wasn't true before. Right. Mm-hmm. And Marissa's Law, which reformed laws dealing with sex offenders, including mandatory minimum prison and parole sentences, as well as increased treatment. Wow. Which is so cool. But I think it's so sad when, like, sorry to like keep going about this. No, no, do it. I think it's so sad that, like, if you were to glean a lesson from this, it's like, don't have fun and don't trust people who work at the venue. You're right. right. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that shouldn't be a lesson that anyone should have to learn. Right. Like, totally. those poor friends, the poor dad. Like Dominic, the murderer's dad. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. Like, has to there are so many. There are so many survivors and and like sad stories in this. Totally. Yeah. Oh, wow. The stories that are so horrible and awful that then come, something comes out of them, which is keeping other people safe in the future, is like the only silver lining we can look for. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. Totally. And then there's this amazing charity called Calling All Crows which is a nonprofit that I heard about forever ago because I don't know about you guys, but like I had totally creepy experiences at concerts. And a lot of the time you're like going kind of behind your parents' back and nobody knows where you are. Yes, totally. And Mm -hmm. like if somebody somebody fucks with you at a concert, like you're totally on your own. Yeah, right. So this charity called Calling All Crows, it's a nonprofit and it's trained over 3,000 musicians, venue and festival staff about like prevention and response for sexual violence. Wow. Which is so cool. Yeah. So so I thought, you know, you guys do this a lot, which I love, but I thought I'd make a donation in Marissa's name today for Calling All Crows. Beautiful. That would be cool Baby, and nice. That is yeah. amazing. Georgia, Georgia, we should do the exact same yeah, thing. Match we'll, it. we'll match it. And we'll match it. We'll all donate to it. I love that. Hell yeah. Sweet. That's amazing. Oh my God, I'm sweating like homework. Yeah. But <laughs> you get, guess what? You get, you, a, you get an A plus. That was really beautifully done. You did great. I, that was beautifully done. Gold that was star. really nicely told. And really like, it's, yeah. it is your hometown because it's something that like kind of personally affected you. That's still that still counts. And it is like, and it's your milieu. That's the world you're in. And it's important to talk about Mm -hmm. stuff like that. As horrible as it is, it's important to like talk about it and bring it to light to try to prevent it in the future. Really good job. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Gorgeous. Thank you so much, Phoebe. That was incredible. Very nice. Amazing. Phoebe, how many pages was that? How many pages did you print up? Just three. (laughs) Nice. Oh my God, I mean, did I miss a whole other page? <laughs> now you know what it's like. Yeah, right. I missed a page, but no, no, no. no. no you did great. No, no, we're good. That, that it, great. All, it all tracked. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Do you want to plug the the touring in 2022? See, I don't even know when that's happening. <laughs> You're like, I did not agree to any touring in 2022. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean? 
<laughs> that was amazing. Phoebe fucking Bridgers, thank you so much for being our, a celebrity guest on this podcast. <laughs> yes. We're huge fans of yours, obviously. <laughs> we love you. It's our honor that you're here. Thank you so much for, you know, thanks, thanks for being a part of all of it. Thank you, guys. Guys, follow um, Phoebe at Phoebe underscore Bridgers on Twitter and Phoebe Bridgers on Instagram. And just follow her as a as a fan because she's the coolest. Follow her life. Mm-hmm. Just pay attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, not follow me close. home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, take a step back a little. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yay. Thank you. Yay. Oh, thanks. thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Hannah Kyle Crichton. Our associate producer is Alejandra Keck. Engineered and mixed by Andrew Epen. Send us your hometowns at myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. For more information about the podcast, live shows, merch, or to join the fan cult, go to myfavoritemurder.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe. Goodbye. Goodbye.